Welcome to a special episode of Hospitality Meets with me, Phil Street. In our bonus episodes, we like to give some airtime to stories and individuals that are doing something just that little bit special. And today, we celebrate one of hospitality's most prominent charities, Springboard, as I chat to their wonderful CEO, Chris Gann. Coming up on today's show... Phil keeps Chris on his toes. Yeah, this is, this is turning into a tough interview for you, isn't it? Chris delivers some bad news for them both over TikTok. But unfortunately you and I, we don't meet one of the key criteria. And Phil has a go at describing what it's like to take over from an industry icon. Was it a little bit like taking over from Sir Alex Ferguson at Man United? All that and so much more as Chris talks us through his story and journey so far, as well as giving us some insight into the wonderful world of Springboard. Don't forget to keep sharing these stories as far as you can. It really makes a huge difference. Enjoy. Hello and welcome to the next episode of Hospitality Meets with me, your host, Phil Street. In today's episode, we've got one of the more prominent faces of the UK hospitality. And I, for one, am very excited to learn how he got here, as for all intents and purposes, he's fairly late to the party with hospitality. Now at the helm of the wonderful charity that is Springboard, I am, of course, talking about the awesome Chris Gam. Welcome to the show. Hi, Phil, and uh, great to be here. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm good. We're recording this in late March. It's It's been a pretty hectic start to the year, but yeah, all good. Really exciting. Really exciting time for, for Springboards. Good, good, good. Yeah, I mean, we'll definitely come on to that because uh, it seems like there's quite a lot of activity flying around at the minute. So very excited to see what you've got going on and learn a, a little bit more about the plans, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. But um, where are you recording today, Chris? I'm at home in Berkshire, just outside Reading, so uh, in, in, a, in a place called Caversham, really close to London. We've got a, we've got an office in London, so really good at quick access in, into into town. But we're based all around the UK as well, so pretty easy to get out and meet the team. Fantastic. So I'd said at the head there that you're fairly late to the party with hospitality. Is that accurate? Because I'm just going by what I could read on your, your LinkedIn profile and other bits that I could find. Yeah, my my hospitality's bookended my my career. I okay. like 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 many people I started my first job was in hospitality aged about 16 I would say. I worked I grew up in South London. I worked at my first job was at the uh, a local Pizza Hut restaurant and uh, I got I got the full hospitality experience there. I, I started on the phones taking the orders. Then I moved on to I obviously did all right cuz I got I got I moved on to the chopping up the pizzas and uh, Make sure the right drivers had the right. It's a delivery place, so make sure the right drivers had the right pizzas. And I obviously did all right as well because I, I became the uh, the deputy to the the chef making the pizzas when he wasn't there. So I was the uh, the pizza hut sous chef, if you will. And right, uh, yeah. Then I uh, yeah did that for a couple of years. Then before I went to university, I worked at a local sort of uh, it was like a wine bar, Henry's Wine Bar in Bromley. That was really good fun. That was it. Was, it, was, it did cocktails, so lots of sort of. A uh, really good range of cocktails, you know, free pouring, a bit of theatre, like absolutely pumping well on, a, on the weekends. And then I did a bit of worked in local pubs at university. And then I had a break from hospitality for 15 years or so. And I went into journalism, yeah. the press, press association. Then I worked for a little publishing house and the sort of retail space. And then sort of re, re, um, I did sort of various different editor roles. And then a recruiter I knew was looking for an you know, a new editor for the caterer. Yeah. And I loved I loved hospitality, loved great restaurants, loved nice hotels. And it was yeah, it's it's a brilliant role. It was it was a really good fit. You know, an industry that I love, that I was really passionate about, doing a job that I that, that I was that I was pretty good at, that I enjoyed doing. And and so yeah, um it was just a really good fit. The the caterer was looking for some sort of lead print products, sort of develop the digital lead their portfolio of events they ran run about sort of 30 odd events a year things like the katie's acorn awards all sorts of different things so yeah back in the hospitality industry yeah so they there's there's obviously a, a big block there between from one bit of hospitality to another what what were you i, I suppose what were the skills that you developed in that period because as i'm always kind of quick to point out especially in a time where finding people is one of the greatest challenges that the industry faces we definitely need to be looking at people from other sectors. There's no question in my mind that that's one of the, the ways that we can get this. And for a long time, I think hospitality has been quite rigid in its approach to, to how it finds its people. But 
you spent quite a long time out and then came back in, but you know, you've obviously learned a load of skill in that time. What's what did what did I suppose being out of the industry bring to you before you kind of came back in? Well, journalism, you're it, it's all about telling a really good story, communicating a, a, a communicating a message well and clearly that people buy into and, and understand. Yeah. And and so yeah, that and that's that's something I've certainly applied through, through throughout my career you, you want you want to sell an idea and get people interested in it, get people excited about it but then through to my current role at springboards the, the common things throughout my career is they're about you know running a really good product delivering it really well you know managing a good team leading a strong team delivering the operations making sure the finances stack up make sure you've got a really strong marketing message and and whether you're running a a magazine or a website or an event or a hospitality business the co- common co- the common remain the common same things. yeah 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 well I, I, and in actual fact you know that that's that's what you've just highlighted there is kind of the pillars of business and you uh, yeah but then you've got to, i suppose the flip side of that is, is you've got to get passionate about what you're doing to be able to implement these things in in force as it were yeah definitely but you know to your question about what do people bring from other industries yeah there's always new ideas and seeing how other industries do things and the benefit of you know springboard we work with with young people at the moment and the benefit of bringing a a new generation into your business is they they think completely differently they're sort of motivated by different things they're they're very sort of tech savvy digital savvy and it can be a whole new skill set bringing into your business a new new way of thinking new way of appealing to a, a different audience yeah, and you know that that uh, whole generational change thing is a is an inevitability, isn't it? Of life, you know, we've we've got to. Um, that I think a, a lot of us older timers. I don't know if I'm really one of them, but anyway, you know, we you you can get stuck in your ways, and you can, you know, this is the way it's always been done, and all of these sorts of things. But you know, when did progress ever get made with that mentality? Yeah, I was at I was at an event yesterday. It's a it's called Movement to Work events. It's 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 uh, they're a charity and they have lots of big corporate businesses, people like BT or Marks and Spencers or BAE or all sorts of different organisations, and it's all about supporting young people into work. And we had a, a CEO summit yesterday, so lots of sort of business leaders. And we had roundtable discussions talking about how do you how do you make yourself really uh, how do you appeal to this gener the next generation and support their journey in and so th- we discussed a whole range of different topics but things like uh, hr systems how do you how how do you make the hr process a bit more relevant to a, to an audience so say if someone sees your brand on on tiktok and, and wants feels obliged you know feels the um inspired to apply for a job with you and you say send in a cover letter you know we want and we want you to fill yeah. in 30 minutes filling in this application form and then they get no feedback at the end of it and and what's the experience like for, for that generation so it was, it was a fascinating couple of hours um discussing what, what can we do to make ourselves a lot, a lot more relevant what can any business do to, to be yeah. more relevant and more appealing to a, a different generation who is probably not represented in your management team or in your, or your yeah yeah yeah, I know. Actually, fundamentally, that comes back to marketing, doesn't it? That you know, who is your audience? It's the same principle as to who are we trying to bring into our business. Yeah. Um, and if you know, if there's a demographic and a, a certain specific thing that you're looking for, then go out and appeal to that specific person. Yes, absolutely. It's one of the things that count. I was speaking on a, on a, on a panel uh, last week at the HRC event. It was the EXP 101 panel. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, is someone made on the panel made that exact point you know brands will have these brilliant marketing teams who, who, who have this fantastic brand voice that comes across in the in the restaurant or in the in the in the business in the marketing on social media but then when it comes to the job advert it's a completely different tone of voice and yeah. it's and it, and, it, and it doesn't feel like you're even the same the same organization and how can you get marketing involved in in, in that aspect of attracting staff as well yeah, but I, I suppose in some ways, and I feel like we have definitely gone off on a tangent here, but that's cool. We're talking about relevant <laughs> stuff, so that's all right. Um, in many ways, it's uh, this is all still quite new. There are so many new ways to attract people, and I think uh, uh, you know we're probably all playing catch up with this still. You know, I, I definitely classify myself as being fairly tech savvy, 
but I can't keep up with it. And I, I'm eminently aware that I sound exactly like my parents when I say that. But um, but yeah, it moves so quick. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Great stuff. OK, so back to story, your story. <laughs> You're at Caterer. How long were you uh, with Caterer for? So I was with the caterer for not ever such a long time, about two and a half years. And yeah, it's was, it was a brilliant, brilliant couple of years. Loved it. Um, pandemic. And yeah, we were delivering all sorts of fantastic events. We'd relaunched the digital, uh, we launched the sort of the digital offer. Yeah. Um, pandemic struck and it flipped the whole world on its head. We, you know, we stopped printing the magazine because we're sending out thousands of copies to shut restaurants couldn't run events flipped everything online and yeah responded you know pretty well to to to, how, to the pandemic we saw a huge spike in the digital audience because people wanted information they could trust you know yeah um, they wanted to know what's going on they wanted to know what's going on and and, and how they could how other people were responding what, i think that was the meant, thing wasn't it, it? At the time, I think everybody just needed to know that they weren't alone in the yeah. trouble and yeah. strife that was coming with it. And you know, and you know, it's very easy, I suppose, especially in a, a news world, when the overriding story is one that's quite negative and it's having a negative impact on a lot of different things. Very difficult, I would imagine, to try and achieve balance in a time like that to bring some good news stories as well. But but I do remember you did try. There was definitely an element of what you were trying to achieve. Yeah, was, you've always got to look for a, for a positive story as well to get to get balance. And and people were doing an amazing job responding and pivoting their business. There was lots of innovation that came out of it, and the, you know it it was a, a, t- a terrible time for everyone. But there was there were definitely positive stories that came out of it, and that's that's a big part of what we're trying to do at the Cater was capture some of those in, inspiring stories as well. But yeah, it was it, during a very during a very strange time for the world. At the cater, we'd always supported Springboards. We'd raise money for them, raise money, you know, raise money for their events. Yeah, they've been the charity of choice, and and that's actually where this switch to my current role came about. I, we were supporting their COVID um, sort of supplier fundraiser appeal, and I've been I've been talking to um, sort of the, the Alistair and the board there, and then Anne, Anne announced she was. She was. She was. She surprised us all when she announced she was retiring after yeah. twenty odd years. And I yeah, uh, actually had lined up a podcast chat with her, and the day before we were supposed to record, she announced her retirement. I was like, oh, wow, yeah, it yeah, felt like I, I was I getting an exclusive. Right, right. She was one of the first people you spoke to, wasn't it? I remember listening to it when it when it came yeah. out, and, and yeah, that was, and one thing led to another, and here I am today, eighteen months later. Yeah, and you know, no less of a, a challenge, I suppose, to take over in that moment as well, when the world was still turned upside down. But it also to take over from somebody who'd been, you know, as, associated with the company for so long, was it a little bit like taking over from Sir Alex Ferguson at Man United? <laughs> it was. Oh, well, luckily I'd done the same at the Caterer. So Amanda and Mark had been there for. You know, decades between them, and um, they had a huge amount of service. They were they were so well known; everyone everyone knew and loved them. And it was exactly the same at Springboard. I think Anna, yeah, Adam been there for for, for twenty odd years as well, and it was it's so synonymous with the charity um, that yeah, it's, it's big big shoes to fill in, in both both roles. But then you know, I suppose that's it's well, it's like anybody taking over from Sir Alex Ferguson at Man United. You've got to put your own spin on things you can't try and emulate what's come before you've got to move with the times move the direction and uh, you know and I suppose take it forward from there yeah and it was it was one of the few things that that positive things that come from the the last couple of years is it does it makes you stop and 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 really think about what are the core things you do what are the things you do really well and what the and 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 I think any organization over time is is guilty of moving in different directions and and moving away from the core purpose and 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 covid certainly got the the, the springboard team sort of just before i joined and in in, in the process of me joining i joined in august um 2020 so you know reasonably great timing the pandemic um yeah but it certainly got springboard to focus on what is the what's its core purpose what's the what, what was it set up to do what are the things that if we can't do everything anymore, what are the core things we, we really must do and do really well? And 
I think by focusing on fewer things, you can you can do them really well, and and, that, and that's certainly something that's when I joined in in that in, in that sense in August twenty twenty, it meant we could rewrite the strategy. So what what are our core three goals for the next eighteen months? We're sort of just coming to the end of that now. What do we want to what what are we gonna what we're gonna set up to achieve? Who are we gonna help? And I think we responded brilliantly to that. Eighteen months on. We, we, I said, we just come to the end of that strategy. Last week, we, we did a strategy session with the team focusing on the next two years. And one of the key things that came out of it is just to remind ourselves that you can't do everything. And yeah. we've got to really try and, again, refocus on what, do, what are the core things for the next two years because we, we don't want to try and take on too, many, too much and, and do, do too many things half as well as, as we could do. Yeah, I suppose that's the risk, right? You, you spread yourself too thinly and then nothing gets done properly yeah we've all got experience of that for sure and um yeah and i suppose that the the positive side of covid was giving everybody at least uh, that was able to ride things out a moment in time to reset foundations i suppose and and really look at as you just said what are we doing where does it sit versus what we're trying to achieve what do we need to lose what do we need to bring in and all of these sorts of things. So, you know, there, there's definitely some some positives to take forward. Yeah, absolutely. And we, we, I mean, starting with the team, we sort of worked on the structure of the team, sort of changed things slightly. Right at the start of the pandemic, we, we, we cut right back to the, the, the core foundations of the team. Um, but then we, we launched a, a really exciting project called Springwater 2022 as our response to the supporting the industry through the pandemic and we want to, our goal is to get 10,000 young people into work in hospitality by the end of 2022 yep. it was a really it's a really sort of clear message that everyone that people bought into it meant we could go out and fundraise to, to achieve that we got a brilliant lead partner in the Savoy Educational Trust who helped really kick things off for us and a, and a couple of other fantastic partners in people like Baxter Story and and Diageo and 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 Barclays and Trust House Charitable Foundation and, and lots of many other many other partners and it meant we could then grow the business grow the organization back up so we, we were able to recruit the team to deliver that but within this new structure this new this new um, operational structure and we've made yeah brilliant progress with that yeah so the goal of 10,000 young people into work did you yes. achieve it or that's it, through it, this year so it was it was a it's a two-year project really um, yeah starting when the we there were met, met businesses were still shut when we started and yeah. open as we all know hospitality opened and shut many times and so it was it was a, a slow curve to begin with but we've really sort of ramped up activity we're as of the end of by the end of march i i expect we'll be very close to or have just hit five thousand people supported into work right. it's just over four thousand at the end of february had a really big march march was a huge month for us so yeah about halfway there and very much expected yeah we're, look we're on track to hit that 10,000 by the end of the year and it's and it's some of Springboard delivers employability training courses for, for unemployed people to give them the skills to launch their career and then we help them find a great job at the end of it so some of it is through our training courses some of it is through other partners other similar organizations who we're working with and we might be promoting one another's courses if they're if they're in a location we're not or running a course at a time when we're not we're, we're supporting one another yeah. it's through things like kickstart we're, we're a big kickstart gateway employer we've supported just over 800 people into into roles in in hospitality and we're, and we're supporting some of that wraparound training through to i mean even today um someone in the team told me that um we're working with mighty and um, they run lots of testing centers those testing centers are coming to an end so there's going to be lots of people looking for jobs in hospitality so they're using our career scope provision um so Excellent. We, we launched career scope right at the start of the of the pandemic as a hospitality support hub to support its people and support those who are coming into the industry and you know a, a year and a half on from that 120,000 people have, have, have now used that to kickstart their hospitality career and so all the mighty staff have been using CareerScope and getting jobs at the end of it which is brilliant in the industry yeah absolutely that's brilliant and what you you mentioned supporting people into work just give us a little bit more on what you also talked about courses but for those of people out there who don't understand what you do fully yeah how do you support people into work so 
our work is split across sort of three areas. One is our employability courses. One is uh, our careers and education activity in schools and colleges, things like our Future Chef competition, but also it might be careers hubs. And then one is careers services, and that's things like career scope. But that first pot, which is you know quite um, uh, or a very a very significant part of what we do, so employability training courses, is support we're supporting young and disadvantaged people um, who are unemployed, and they could be unemployed for. Any number, any number of reasons, um, but that typically they face, you know, a couple of barriers to employment. It could be that they 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 might have have been made redundant and they're struggling to find work. Through to they could have experienced the care system or be a refugee or could have right. have a criminal conviction. But all sorts of different, you know, all sorts of different um, combinations. Um, but yeah, they we assess every one of every person we work with and, and and really understand what it is what what are those barriers they're facing and some will be and it's something we're certainly seeing from off the back of the pandemic they they might be closer to the to the job market they just need a bit of support a bit of a bit of help pointing in the right direction through to them could be quite far from the job market so um people typically go through a course that could be anything from a week for those that are quite close to the job market through to six weeks six to eight weeks for those who are, who are a bit further away and it's a it's a, an a, an employability or a pre-employability course with teaching them soft skills that could be confidence, could be getting, helping them get work ready, time. It could even be timekeeping or getting in yeah. the work mindset with, and it could be um, some CV support. You know, it could be a interview practice. It could be someone who's never had a you know if they've been in a in a role for twenty years and and been made redundant, they might. Not written a CV in years, or yeah, so it yeah. could, it, it's it's all down to the individual and what they need. It could be so there'll be soft skills, there'll be some hard industry skills, things like customer service, things like um, health, health and safety, etc. Um, some hospitality specific training using Flow, Flow's our partner, and then um, a, a work placement. So we we would we work with all sorts of different sort of partners in the industry through to. It could be small local businesses that have just got a got a job vacancy. They're, they're recruiting at the moment, and so yeah, a big part of what we do is is supporting our trainees into work at the end of it. That's that's why we do it. Um, yeah, we'd love them to work in hospitality. We'd love them to work to to, um, to stay in the industry, and it's a big it's a big focus of the courses. We get them out to go and see businesses we get guest speakers from within the industry we've got a big network of ambassadors i think you're one of them phil so we've got 900 ambassadors and it could be anything to just coming in saying a few words on one of our courses to, to inspire people into to, to stay within the industry and we we typically get about 70 percent of our trainees into work in hospitality we want to get them all into work and we'll never force someone to come into hospitality but that's certainly of course our, yeah our you know, well, it's the old uh, horse to water analogy, isn't it? You know, you, you're giving them the tools. I suppose just from a pure humanity perspective, you're giving them a, a better chance of success. Whatever that success looks like to them, they've got to go figure it out for themselves, I suppose. 100%. And, um, you know, one of our trainees, he, he's never worked before. He, he's literally never worked. Um, he went through a course quite recently and, yeah, he, he's, he faced... You know, it's pretty big challenges in life, and someone in our team has, has been mentoring him. They're they're been supporting him for for, for many months. I mean, we'll typically support a, a trainee for twelve months after after they finish the course, but it could be years that we're supporting them. And he's just a big part of it is finding the, the employer at the end of it who's going to be a perfect fit for that individual. Because you know, we, we believe that every single person we work with, there's there's a there's a right role and a right company out there for them. And it's just yeah. finding that perfect match. We've got them a job, they're loving it. And um and it's yeah, it's really it's really inspiring. There that's that's why we do what we do and and it's and when when you hear those stories it it warms the heart when you can find the, the right role. Couldn't agree more. I mean you know there, it's um I think what you guys do is is fantastic and uh yeah i'm not actually an official ambassador Uh-oh. although that's gonna, yeah i know <laughs> that's <laughs> i've made a rod for my own back there but i will always shout about you guys till the cows come home you know i have a a, a soft spot for for spring oh absolutely yeah i look, I, I i'd say you are an ambassador i mean that's i mean i'll, I'll do a bit of a plug for ambassador scheme we, we relaunched it um end of last year uh it's free to it's free to sign up we've got we, we've got 900 active ambassadors at the moment just yeah, around 900 active ambassadors and it used to be we'd ask people to it was quite formal we'd ask people to 
go and deliver a career session in a school or, or also or it might be judging future chef now we just asked for three bits of ambassador uh, activity per ambassador and it could just be coming along and doing a, a mock interview with one of our trainees or just promoting it helping promote us you know bang the drum on social media or it could be yeah going and doing a career session in school or coming and doing a day's judging for us at future chef and and so in that sense i'd absolutely would say that you're you know you're a huge huge supporter of what we do um phil yeah, no, absolutely. And I will continue to be. Uh, and I'm happy to formalise that arrangement as well. If, um... to, to, to all your listeners, yeah, go and sign up. It's free to sign up and you get you get access to a, sort of some, some training for how, how, how you can do this and access to our flow training. So, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd love it if, if all your listeners could volunteer a little bit of time is all we ask to, to support our mission. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think the it can be one of the saviours of hospitality in terms of making it more... Uh, a career of choice for people is just getting more and more people who work in the industry to go out and tell their stories and to to demonstrate all of the wonderful things that that you know people get up to in this this industry and it's you know it's it's there's an infinite amount of things that people get up to as I'm learning as the, the more conversations I have with this and a lot of the conversations I have with people off microphone you know, the stuff that you could never, ever share in the public domain for if you want some real, real fun. But I think actually that that in itself can be a, a, a massive bearing. What could we do to, to this wasn't a question on your um, on your sheet. So this is just completely off the cuff. But what could we do to tell the world how awesome hospitality is? I think I was thinking it before you even asked the question, um, just as you're as you're, as you're talking, but it has to be a, you know, Springboard's got a massive role to play and promote. Like, this is what we do, promote the industry to the next yeah. generation and, and attract people into it. But it, in order for it to, to really change um, and to really address that, like we are, there's no two ways about it. We're facing a, a huge staffing challenge alongside many other industries at the moment, but to really make it a, an industry of choice, uh, really attractive, everyone has to be involved. It has to be like a huge team effort and, businesses individuals you know i was there's a big skills event uh, no, skills week uh, earlier this month and i got sent out a a pack on national national skills week talking about um to parents and to young people about what they should consider as their as their as their next step and it, if when you looked at who was in there it was like people like amazon or jaguar or bt or the army or the navy and all these organizations and and hospitality there was, there was no mention of hospitality in there and um and, and it got me thinking that like, oh what how as an industry do we do do we get more part of the conversation and we're doing loads of, for springboard already we've created a careers advisor hub to give a career careers advisors all the tools to run a hospitality careers lesson because i I couldn't find anything, any evidence of this anywhere before. Right. We've created a, 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 a hospitality apprenticeship hub with all the information for some to consider a, an apprenticeship. You know, people like Mark McCulloch's doing a great job around hospitality rising as, as a campaign to promote it. There's Sally Beck's doing a great job around the hoteliers charter about getting hotels involved. There's there's, there's lots of pockets of of activity to rate to raise the profile, to raise the standards of the industry, to, to make it a career of choice. But when you go back to that National Careers Week, it wasn't there wasn't a, a central body saying come and work in the automotive industry or come and work in the military. It was it was individual organisations who were shouting really loud and, and promote and, and being spokespeople for those industries. So, in answer to your question, there's lot there's lots of really positive things happening, really positive activity. There can always be more, but I think it does come down to the individuals and and the organisations yeah. to take a stand and 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 promote, yeah. and promote what we do and of course you know the the flip side of that is is that everybody's gone and got themselves damn busy again and you know making time to to do these things perhaps goes down the list of priorities but it it shouldn't because I, you know this is every one of our responsibility i believe and i definitely don't want to turn this podcast into a rant but you know we if you keep leaving it for other people to take care of then nothing will ever get done or we'll have as you say, pockets of activity and and don't get me wrong, everything that's going on at the moment is excellent and it's massive steps in the right direction. Uh, my feeling has always been, and this is this comes, don't let my accent put you off when I say this, but it comes back to a Braveheart line about unite the clans. We can sometimes be a little bit kind of all go off and do our own thing, but actually if we if we come and unite, and it definitely feels like that's 
there's more of that happening now than there was two, three, four years ago. Then together, you know, we're we're a massive industry mm. and a massive body of people to get behind this, but it needs every person who's engaged with this industry at whatever level, uh, you know, up, down. And actually one of the things that um, I think it was Robin Hutton did uh, the Seat at the Table campaign last year or the year before, whenever it was, all the years merge into one now. What I loved about that was is that he took some students or some junior members of his team and and I, I suppose up-trained them into marketing skills basically and getting this message out and about and you know it's it's i don't know it's there's probably not a one solution answer to this but i think the the one thing that can underline everything is collaboration and unity that was two things actually wasn't it but there we are definitely and and i completely agree that everyone is super busy at the moment like it's never felt busier than it is is now um but you have to make the time to, to to do this. You can't, as you said, you can't. We, we can't all expect someone else to do it. And it, it is going to make you know one of the things that came across with 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 Kickstart. So we're Kickstart Gateway employer. So we're the we're the middleman between the DWP, the job centres that have the pools of unemployed people who want jobs, and yeah. employers who've got the jobs. And the thing that we found was the employers who took the time out to go to their local job centre, to talk to the individuals, to, to get them excited about the, about their businesses, to, 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 to sell hospitality as the industry and them as an employer, and to build a connection with those, with those young people were the ones who had the best result and, 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 and filled the most jobs. Those who said, oh, I'm just so busy, you know, we, you know understandably, we're, un- we're short-staffed and we're the busiest we've ever been in, in the last year. Yeah. I, I, I can't make the time to it hired less people yeah through this game and and it's it's a catch-22 but yeah chicken you, and egg you have to make the time to, to 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 tackle the problem yeah but you could i think you could also and i'm definitely guilty of this you could definitely convince yourself into a state of mind about you know the like it just becomes a preconditioned answer to everything how are you i'm very busy mm. and covid actually gave us the great opportunity to snap awake from our kind of you know head down crack on mentality which i'm not saying that we should move away from but i i completely agree with you making time to broaden your own horizons towards something makes uh you know makes for a a, a much better picture in the future for sure um yeah that was ranty wasn't it that was quite a, a rant but anyway no intention to do that <laughs> um i'm gonna um i'm gonna come back to springboard now yeah a little bit more softer questions now around around that, and this is actually a question that I uh, I did ask Anne when she came on, so I'm going to ask you as well. Uh-oh, um, I hope I answer it as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you could put on your dream event, no holds barred, you know, no budget problems or anything like that, what would it be? I'm oh, talking a about a one. fundraising event. Here. Fundraising event. Yeah. Sorry, should be clear on that. Oh, that's a really tough one. Well, we've got—I mean, we've got our awards next week. It's only—it's only a week away, and it's—it's a—it's a fantastic event. It's at the and sold out. Sold out exactly. We're at a brilliant new venue at the Illuminate at the Science Museum. We've got a fantastic hosts, um, Adia Depatan. We've got some um, uh, brilliant sponsors, some brilliant winners. It's really—it's—it's—it's it's, it's really in—it's in, going to be an inspiring event. Oh, that's a tough one, Phil. I appreciate yeah, we've, we've, done, we've done such we've done some fantastic fundraisers already things like we did a virtual race where we got i mean that was that was brilliant we did that last year when we couldn't do um uh um and and, and we couldn't get out and do actual fundraising uh, actual fundraising events when we're sort of all locked away and we did a we did a virtual race where we got teams of 30 to each each take part and, and 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 race together as a team to it was a virtual race to to Nepal and and you had to complete the five thousand odd miles, and people really loved it because they were you know getting together and they were sort of building WhatsApp group WhatsApp group and and sharing their progress and there's brilliant a brilliant team spirit so we're going to be doing something similar again this year. Oh, I don't know the answer to your question for for my, my dream fundraiser. I suppose something that just brings people together that. Um, that is that that in, in sort of like, you know inspires them and and that's a good example because it was in, it actually got people together as teams and got them working yeah. together and built some real uh, co- 
camaraderie in a, in a difficult time while also raising a fantastic it raised i think about you know i think it's about 70 or 80 thousand pounds for springboard so it's a fantastic really fantastic result so yeah something like that i'd say yeah i don't know, no, what, that... don't know what the next one could be but that's um no that's fair enough i i and actually i i, I completely agree with you i mean that's kind of a win 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 scenario because you are you're getting people to come together and work together to for a for a bigger goal i'll let i'll let you away with that that's that's absolutely <laughs> fine no problem at all um from your actually i'm gonna i'm gonna bring this up and i don't know if this is gonna be a i shouldn't be bringing this up or whatever but i have to talk about pantomime yes any chance in the future <laughs> It's, it's a tricky one because everyone i think and I, I know you've been in the pantomime everyone who's been in it in the past loves it and it was um spoke really fondly of it it was just a it, it was such an enormous effort to put on and and during the pandemic it was it was unfortunately not not possible with the team we had we, we only have a one events person we were not able to just didn't have the resource to deliver it it was it was a, it was a huge effort yeah who, who knows? I think I did. A, a couple of people were said they they wanted to. They were interested in in, in doing it, and I, I I offered to sort of uh, gift the pantomime to them and support them in in running it in, in in running it themselves. But I think anything ever came of that. So okay, well, it's a watch this space. It's not it's not gone and forgotten. It's um it's still yeah. I hundred percent appreciate what a body of work it is. It's um you know it's a body of work for the individual individuals involved let alone what resource it must pull away from from you guys yeah, on a, a day-to-day it, basis I, and it was it sort of it was i think it took, took months of the team's time to run and like i said we've got this huge project to get ten thousand young people in, in into work in hospitality and if is it right to take people off uh, you know off delivering training courses off training you know supporting people into work to, to put towards the pantomime it just didn't feel right the last couple of years so. yeah yeah no that's that's completely fair i'll i'll let you away with that one as well that's fine the um i still it's have it in my, in my head yeah so this is turning into a tough interview for you isn't it <laughs> okay um well back to a question that hopefully this was on the pre guest sheet so hopefully you've had some time to think about this but any any funny stories from your career so far that you would care to share with us yeah, I thought I've been thinking about this, and that, that I think that is a bit of a toughie as well. I mean, probably the, the 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 funniest story I've had was actually getting the I mean, joining Springboard in the middle of a national lockdown. So I was I I remember going for the interview. Is at the Mandarin Oriental Hotel in London, and it was in April. National, everyone was too scared to even leave leave their houses for yeah. more than one more than once a day at that point. So getting on the train, going into London. Being the only only person on a on a train that's not that I was used to having thousands of people on, walking through Hyde Park, it being a ghost town, going into a shut hotel with cloths all over the the furniture, that was it was well not ha ha funny. It was a it was pretty bizarre um, time, and then and then joining an organisation where you, you you literally could not meet your colleagues and and, yeah. and everyone was everyone was trapped at home, and we've got teams all around the UK and and. You know, even up until recently, there's people in the team that I've only met a couple of times, or only met you know a handful of times. It's, it's you've got to laugh really because it's, it's 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 it has been a strange old world out there, and a very strange time to join an organisation when you couldn't um, really sort of get to know the culture and you know and, and, the, and get to get to get to meet your colleagues. Yeah, but it, yeah, it's, it's it's over the over the past eighteen months. That's certainly like you know we, we're seeing a lot more of each other now. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, do you know what puts you in a very small collection of people, really, in the grand scheme of things, who have that experience? You know, I, I almost feel like I should have changed jobs just to get that experience. You know, uh, because it's it's a new set of skills that you would have had to have been asked to learn. You know, because yeah, how do you come in and lead an organisation when you've not actually physically met the people uh, in front of you? We had a. Um... Uh, the Springboard Springboard board meeting last week, and um, we've got a relatively new board. There's we have twelve trustees, and we we meet quarterly. It's all been via Zoom to this point. We tried to meet in person a couple of times, but then they'd always they'd always spring a a lockdown or an Omicron wave would come our way. Yeah. And we met 
last week for the first for the first time we managed to get everyone in the same room at the same time and actually see one another and and um yeah it's it's and it's worked really well up until this point it's, and it's been amazing how resourceful everyone has been but it's it, it's still nice when you get to do things properly in the flesh yeah simple things there and and that's uh i mean that's kind of the whole reason why hospitality exists is to give people these moments to experience each other rest assured we went for a good bit of hospitality afterwards we went out for a a nice meal and a a glass of wine so uh great well well, that's actually when the best stories happen over meals and glasses of wine but anyway that's for a different time what um a couple more questions before i let you get on your merry way but um what does the 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 next sort of 12 months have in store for for springboard well obviously we've still got a huge target to hit for springboard to 2022 so the next nine months we're we've got yeah five thousand more people we need to support into working hospitality and we've got a, a you know pretty pretty significant program of works courses to, for how we're going to achieve that and like i said really 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 positive that we that we can achieve that then we've just got um so a big part of what we do is within within schools and schools and colleges promoting hospitality within them get, getting young people to consider a career in hospitality getting them to a positive destination it could be catering college it could be an apprenticeship it could be into work and so yeah we're, we're working on a big piece of work at the moment which is a sort of a two-year careers and education um, strategy so watch watch this space building on things like future chef building on the careers hubs um that we've been running sort of career sessions building on those you know i mentioned that we've developed the the careers advisor support support uh, resource center so yeah pu- pulling all these together and s- with some some pretty big targets but then yeah just continuing continuing what we've been doing for the past 12 months raising the profile of hospitality we've been doing lots of sort of marketing of things like career scope and yeah lo- lots of activity around around that so just building on these yeah well i mean I, you know that all comes back to i suppose one of the first things you you did was to reset the foundations and you know and focus on doing some core things really really well and just it, it sounds like you're cementing that and then on the back of that will put you in a much better place to be able to branch sideways and upwards and all of these absolutely. things absolutely yes step step 1 is you know hitting that hitting that 10,000 to work it's been a, it's been such a uh, such a goal for everyone in the organization everyone has, has sort of really is really buys into that and, is, and they're all doing a fantastic job of playing their part in hitting that and that's yeah from, from running courses every day to to yeah the work we're doing in schools schools and colleges to and and yeah even like um a big part of i mentioned job centers and and sort of the some of the other referral partners where we find candidates from a huge a huge way we're finding candidates now is through social media promoting hospitality on things like TikTok and, and Facebook and Instagram and and about 15% of our trainees on our courses now are, are, are new people that we're bringing in through through social media so really growing that is another key focus for us as well because that's a whole new avenue of for sure um, of, of talent that we're bringing yeah. in. Do, so do you have a TikTok account then? Um, Springboard does. Um, no, not you um, yeah. <laughs> You're not there yet. So we do it through CareerScope. So it's all it's all branded. So CareerScope is a sort of a was was launched. It's five organisations that came together: Hospitality Action, UK Hospitality, Savoy Educational Trust, Institute of Hospitality, and Springboards. We came together and we said, "How can we work? You know, we've we've all got a complementary service that we deliver to the industry. How can we work together to 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 leverage that?" And yeah, we launched CareerScope um, right at the start of the pandemic. And this is now the sort of the gateway at the at the to, through when we when we bring people into the industry. There's information on what great career it is. There's training. There's support. There's thirty thousand jobs there now in apprenticeships, and and we also yeah get the get, for those who aren't quite yet job ready, we get them onto one of our training courses and then get them into into work. And yeah, CareerScope sits at the heart of what we do. So yeah, w- when we're out promoting the industry, we're we're we're, we're doing it through the the, the CareerScope brands platform and yeah we're, and so at the moment we've got campaign running uh, it's not us it's uh it's the hats sort of like northern ireland to- tourism body they're promoting hospitality in northern ireland and bringing them through to careerscope where there's where you can see lots of great jobs um 
in, in Northern Ireland. Yeah. Similar thing, promoting to Scottish school leavers at the moment. So yeah, all coming through CareerScope. And, and yeah, we, we do a lot of TikTok marketing uh, for CareerScope. Fantastic. I feel like I'm going to have to go and have a look at that now. The thing is, though, Phil, is, um, is that we use a brilliant agency. It's sort of like a paid always on, always on marketing. And, and they um, would be targeting specific demographics. So, you know, people of a, of, of a certain age group who, who show an interest in a hospitality that they might follow certain brands and they're in certain locations. And, and it's all very clever using certain algorithms. But unfortunately, for you and I, we don't meet one of the key criteria there in that we're... Uh, <laughs> Of, of that demographic that we're looking to target so yeah um, I, I never actually see the ads uh, which is a good thing because they're not they're not targeted at, at me but you know I have to get the team to show me what, what we're doing because you don't you don't often see them popping up on Facebook or on, on Instagram or TikTok yeah but they, was... they are great though. they're fantastic they're really they're brilliant brilliant creatives we use a great agency to do that great yeah well at the um I, I got told once not that long ago that uh, as a child of Facebook um I'm effectively an old man because it's for old men or old people, <laughs> certainly. Um, and old being 40 plus, by the way. Uh, but there we are. Great. Well, I, I, what would be your your top three reasons as to, to why somebody should come into the world of hospitality? Top three. Well, it's, I mean, look, these are, yeah, I, I think they're, they're, they're well known as sort of like the sort of the key selling points in the industry, but it's, it's fun. It's a really fun industry. Um, it's certainly it's certainly not a not a boring industry where you're going to be, you know, stuck behind a job. You're going to meet. You're going to spend time with great people, and have a have a have a, a really good team spirit and have a real laugh doing it. And that's something certainly something I've experienced throughout. You know, I spoke about the beginning of my career in hospitality. Secondly, you're going to learn lots of brilliant transferable skills that are going to that are going to take you through your you know whatever you end up doing you know wherever you end up going in in your career in hospitality you're going to learn to and it's, whichever part of hospitality you're working in you're going to learn to sell you're going to learn to negotiate you're going to learn to you're going to learn marketing skills you're going to learn to um, make make decisions to problem solve and these are a brilliant life skills that are going to take you a long way absolutely. And I'd say thirdly that I think there's is certainly an industry that offers um, progression and the ability to join in a, a right the, on, on the on the first first rung of the ladder and very quickly progress and very quickly get promoted and take on more responsibility and earn a brilliant salary and it, it, it's again it's another chicken and egg because I think that Gen Z and the younger generation aren't motivated by it. Hey, what's my career for life going to look like? They want they they want uh, the the thing that I'm certainly seeing at the moment is they, they don't even want to work one job five days a week. They want to do something for a couple of days, something else for for two days, and and not everyone is going to be motivated by the idea of the join hospitality. And these are the these are, these are your steps as you work up through the system. But yeah. for those for those that are or those that um you know do want to earn a really good salary and do want it to be promoted and move into management hospitality can 100% offer that and, and offer it quickly as well in a couple of years you can you know really really develop and grow absolutely and and I think that to that point around the, the kind of the multitude of you know looking to dip into different things I, I definitely think that hospitality will be able to adapt to that in certain areas of the the, the business and yeah you over the course of a two-year period in this industry you could do I mean what 10 different roles uh, if you're with the right company and you'll take yeah. your time to figure out the thing that really drives you and that, that that's something that's another reason i suppose there's a fourth reason a bonus reason is yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> you know, when i look back to those kickstart event you know kickstart and we we were i was at a kickstart event at the olympic stadium and there's all sorts of different industries all sorts of different employers from architects to you know um, sports brands there and we had a few of our hospitality employers there and thousands of young people were coming in and there were dwp staff saying what do you want to do what what you know what 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 are you, what are you here for what career are you looking for and people would say oh, i want to go and work in hr or i'd want to go in people weren't necessarily coming in thinking oh i want to go into hospitality so i was i because in their mind they might they're thinking that might be um you know a service or a back of house or a front of house role but when 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 i was going and chatting to them and they're saying like oh yeah i'd really like to get into technology or, I, or it and i'm saying well hey look we've got thousands of 
IT roles um, in, in hospitality, or they might be thinking, oh, I, no, I want to get into marketing or events or or all these different, you know, it, every, most sectors are, are covered within 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 hospitality alongside um, sort of typical sort of service roles or or kitchen roles. And there's yeah, there's so many exciting opportunities. Whatever, you, whatever wherever you want to go, whatever you want to do, and however you want to develop, you can certainly do that within this industry. Yeah. And go and talk to as many people as you can from within the industry as well, because the um, you know the, the information you might be getting from people outside of the industry industry might not be the truth, the you know the reality of the the situation. I'm actually working on a, a talk at the moment, where the, the headline title is purely "Forget Everything You Think You Know," and it's it's to try and snap people out of just you know this is the way i think and this is the this is my expectation of the world and this is all of that sort of thing because i think you know you can go and make up your own mind on things you don't need all of the external influences that um that you're kind of i suppose through your childhood you you get yes don't ignore them but go and seek other viewpoints as well um, yeah, it's my way to save humanity chris <laughs> i like it <laughs> Great. Okay. Well, I mean, if, if people want to reach out to you and, and learn more about Springboard or you and chew the fact about what you're doing, what's the best method for them to do that? And drop me an email. It's it's chrisg at springboarduk.org.uk. Or you can follow me on Twitter, um, Springboard CEO on Twitter, and I'm on LinkedIn. And uh, yeah, c- c- come and find us. Look, look, take a look at the Springboard website. There's probably everything you need to know on there. And if you want to from signing up as a as a springboard ambassador through to wanting to get involved in one of our programs or, or through to even just maybe even just supporting our work donating it's all it's all there on the website great stuff and your tiktok account is coming soon i assume <laughs> coming soon <laughs> <laughs> it'll be coming soon for a long time yeah sounds like it fantastic well no i uh, massively appreciate your time and i i think what you guys continues to, what you guys are doing continues to be amazing and absolutely essential for for the industry and beyond to be honest so i salute you and um wish you all the very best with your day slash month slash year ahead yeah same to you thank you for having me and uh yeah doing a great job of bringing the industry together so keep up the good work and thanks for having me fantastic thanks very much chris cheers and there we have it. Chris has built a fabulous career so far and what he has achieved in a short space of time at Springboard, especially in the time at which he took over, is absolutely to be applauded. We wish him and all the team an excellent year ahead. We'll be back as always on Wednesday at 8pm, but until then, thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next week.